0: Okay. as we're moving right along so we had a mishnah and we're next time we learned, which is in a long time we'll get back into the mishnah the mishnah talked about the yom Tevim of gayim one of the yom Tevim of gayim that it's us to conduct business three days before is yom Genosia. yom Genosia is the day he was inaugurated we had some issues ah yom Genosia. Yeah, his Yem and his son's Yem Really? Do Roman kings have the right of uh, inheritance? Does their kid inherit their throne? We said they don't. The said, yeah, but with Senate approval they do. Like Asevirus Bar Antoninus, which caused us to discuss at length the entire sugya of Rebbe and Antoninus. Which brought us to the very top of Yud Aleph Amid Aleph. And speaking of Rome, Roman Caesars, people holding Judaism in high esteem, etc., comes the following story, parts of which we all know. Unclus Barclanimus. Now, this a Clanimus a lot of people don't like, because Cleinemus is, is a good name. Right. So, the Gittin where the story is somewhat parallel, is Unculus Barclinicus, which is a good, a good proper Roman name. So, Unculus Barclinicus. Now, the Gemara there also tells us he was no regular Roman. He was Titus's sister's son. He's mamish a nephew of Titus, Harosh. So he was extremely high ranking, and this was extremely painful to Rome. Egeir. He converted, he became a Yid. And the Caesar said, This is bizarre. This is crazy. Can't be. Shodar Kesar Gunda de Moya Basre, The Caesar sent a uh, a troop, a Roman troop, a group of troops, after him, in order to schlep him back to Rome. I don't know if they were going to just you know, repatriate him or punish him, but they sent a group of troops to Rome. So, he schlepped them, he convinced them with psukim, they all converted. Which means as soon as they got there he started talking to them and with the power of persuasion he was Megayer that whole group a lot of Mepharshim ask that the Halacha is that a Ger that comes to be Megayer we try our best to dissuade him we try our best to turn him away for sure we don't proselytize so how is it that Unculus? He convinced them to convert with psukim. So there's many answers, the most simple of which is his life depended on it. I mean, these things, we don't proselytize. It's like, you know, all things being equal. If he failed to convince them, he could easily overpower him, throw him in the back of the paddy wagon. A few hours later, he's back in Rome, and it's not going to end well. So, you know, for pashit, for his life, he was able to, to do this, but the Ian Yaakov says something incredible. Ian Yaakov says that this, that we do not try to convince a Gair, is only a natural born Yid, is not allowed to try to convince a Goy to be Magyar. But a Gair is free to convince his former countrymen. To be Magyar. An incredible insight. Which means it's not the Pshat, we don't solicit Gehrim. We, as natural yidin, are not supposed to try to convince Gehrim to convert. But someone who himself was once a guy and is now a gear, he is free to actively recruit. An incredible Zach. Like it's very, <laughs> it's a whole different insight. So that's what the Ian Yaakov says over here. Is it possible? Is it not not true. Meaning it's metaphorical, as opposed to active act events. I suppose it's possible, but. I mean, it's a guy of a whole troop of people. Sometimes we have the a... Well, it's not just one. It's gonna be three. So that failed. Omalu, so hoder gunda the Caesar sent another group of Roman troops. Abasre, Omlu, listen. Do not engage him in conversation. It's just not going to end well. do not say a word. Walk in silently. Cuff him and schlep him in. As they were walking, he told them, "Listen, nope psukim. Let's just have a little discussion." Let me tell you something, Baalma. Some general. Niporia. We're going to go through a lot of ranks, of true, you know, of officials, in ascending order. Rashi doesn't translate them, but you know, if you if you like need some type of translation, it's like you know some like state senator and then you know a u.s senator and then like a secretary a cabinet secretary then like a vice president and a president the point is the the names we're about to mention are prestigious officials in ascending order so he asked like this nipura blah nipura knock at nura kame pipura a nipura who's like a lower level official if he's walking with a pipura who's a higher-ranking official, who carries the light for whom? Obviously, the nipura carries the light for the pipura. And same thing, the pipura, he would carry the light l'dukhsa. For a higher-ranking official than him, called a d'ukhsa. A d'ukhsa would carry a light l'hegemeina, for a you know regional governor. Hegemeina l'kumah. And the governor would carry the light for the king, for the highest-ranking official. Kuma at nuru mukamiinchi, would the king carry a light for anybody? Amri Leiloi. The troops said, "No way. That's mamish. It's inconceivable that a that a king would have to carry light for anybody." Amr guess what? By us, knocked Yisrael. Hashem Himself carries the light in front of Yisrael. They all converted. Now, what's what's the depth over here? So the Marsha explains that what's going on over here is that the king is that is that the uncle is just trying to make a point to the Romans your religion your religion is inherently dark there's no natural light it's all man-made light when you're dealing with man-made light it's inherently bottom up once it's bottom up then the light is always going to have to be in ranking order by us the light is inherent. The light is natural. The light comes from the Ribbonishom. So, since the light comes from the Ribbonishom, we don't have to shine a light for the Ribbonishom. It's not like man made that it has to go with this special order of COVID. It comes from the Ribbonishom. So, the Marshal explains what's going on over here is not simply Uncle is trying to show them, like, look at your religion. Your king is a snot, and our king is benevolent. That's not what Onkelis is trying to say. That wouldn't have carried weight. What Onkelis is saying is a much broader point. That when you're dealing with a man-made religion, all sorts of crazy and accommodations have to be made. Because the light is not natural. The light is manufactured. When something is manufactured, everything has to come with machinations, everything has to come with protocols, everything has to come with cheshbeinus and who's this and who's that, because it's not natural it's manufactured. Our light is natural and therefore it emanates from the source. So it's not the var, who carries it in front of who, it's the var, our light is a natural light and therefore the ribeinu comes with the light naturally and that, and that sold the day. Finally, The Caesar sent another troop. Do not discuss anything with him. Okay? Everyone kept their word. Everyone was quiet. When they were taking him and leaving, he touched the mezuzah. He saw the mezuzah placed on the wall, on the door he touched it with his hand and boom they tripped what did you just do so he he said they said oh sorry I'm sorry I'm sorry he asked them what did I just do I, was, I don't know you just did tell us well in the veld me. A human king yeshiv mi b'fnim sits on the inside and of course he stations guards outside to guard him. V'ulakadosh Baruch is the opposite mi b'fnim; his servants are on the inside v'u mi and he watches them from the outside. Shenemar Hashem says Hakadosh Baruch watches all your comings and goings. Iger they were Magaia once again, at that point, the Caesar decided to cut his losses and he stopped sending groups to try to retrieve Uncleus. So a couple things. First of all, as he was walking out, he touched the mezuzah. So there's a famous tchuvan Urb where Urb sort of throws shade on the whole Minig of touching the mezuzah. First of all, you will not find a Zach to kiss the mezuzah. So I understand when people touch the mezuzah and their hand just did a minute they kissed their hand, but like the really firm guys, they're like, Go like this. <laughs> you know, that, that, I don't know the car for that. So Kivager, how does he throw shade on it? Chas Kiveger says, if there's a mezuzah that is uncovered, that is just a rolled up parchment on the wall, you can't touch it. It has to be in a case. Because, says of Kiveger, a mezuzah parchment has a din of Kisveh HaKadosh, Kiddosh number one, and a Zavi regular Kisveh HaKadosh metamese yadayim, that's why when you get an aliyah and say, for terror, you don't touch with your hands, you, you touch it with the talus. So a zevi, and when you get uh, glila, if, if like, the like, it gets there's too much you know because the guy who got hagbas, not my types and he's able to do it with a seven column. so and like and like it sags you're not supposed to touch with your hands now listen if if it's if it's getting messy how do you touch with your hands you just wash negel so it's it's that kind of tumma it's not it's not irrevocable so Rikveger says a Kisay has has tovaseyadaim so the and therefore if there's no case in the mezuzah you don't touch the mezuzah and Rikveger says because this whole minig has no makar in Shas. The whole minig of touching the mezuzah has absolutely no makar in Shas. So, better, don't do a uh, type of minig, bemachem a vadai type of problem like touching Kisveh Kaidish. As I state in Chuvsim Kivagir, Simononon Chas. The Ramah in Yeredeia, in Reish Hey says, Yesh Oimrim. First of all, it says mezuzah. Interesting, Lashon. imrim. When a person's leaving, that's it's not. It's not a. It's not a vada, It's a yeshimrim. imrim. Yeish that the minig is to touch the mezuzah. Zok What is the Makar for this din? And drama? the Rama brings our Gemara of Onkelis. So this of uncles, this der agav dike of uncles, is the gura and the, the uh, dakimayshin. And, and tour also brings this makar. On Kagan that there is a makar in Shas. Meaning Rukiveger obviously was aware of this gemar. Rukiveger did not think it has anything to do with me and you. The gura and the dakimayshin are learning that it does have to do with me and you. So that is point number one of this Gemara. A second point, (coughs) this is pretty well agreed to. When you put up your mezuzahs, your kavana, even though the Gemara here and in Menachas says that a mezuzah does provide shmira, with a mezuzah, and it's even more explicit in Menachas, when a person puts up a mezuzah, their kavana should not be for shmirah. Their kavana should be for to be mukaim the mitzvah of mezuzah, and the shmirah comes derech agav. You're not allowed to put it up l'shem the shmirah. That would be for shorach sarna l'shma, and maybe even a problem with misrap, and maybe even a problem with using the tyra for your own for your own refuel. That is point number two. And Finally, point number three on this gemara is what Rabbi Leib Steinman asks. Brown Leib asks, like, listen, you know, these these Tainas these are great. They're Masbir. He's not showing that uh, we're, we're a religion that HaKadosh is a nicer, more benevolent God than your Pope. He's showing something intrinsic that the light is natural, beautiful. Mezuzah, HaKadosh Baruch, Mamesh, Mishamras, Nijvi, anyone else. These, these are beautiful, beautiful Tifa, 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 Tifa points. They, they get hardened Roman troops to convert en masse. I mean, like, it, it begs incredul- incredulity. You get a lot of beds out here. Like, it, 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 like, momish, it, it tests the limits. Really? You really think this carries day? Nowadays, you have people that are like, are momish experts in Kirov, and they're not dealing with hardened Roman troops. They're not even dealing with game. They're dealing with with Yiddin, that are lost, that like came searching at the Western Wall. And, and, and like, you know, it's very, very low odds of success. And here you're dealing with Unculus, and you're dealing with hardened Romans. So, Brian Leib says something that's incredible, it's very simple, but if you think about it, it's scary. It's not so much the message, as much as it is the passion with which it's delivered. And and Rabbi Leib says, imagine the passion with which Unculus sold this message. Unculus was Titus's nephew. Unculus talked the talk and walked the walk. Unculus Mamish was in the game, and then he came at this and he said, Rabbi, and and I'm going to do a terrible job imitating it. But imagine the passion with which Uncle has delivered this message to his former friends, Romans, and countrymen. Imagine the, the matzav that he was in when he was saying that. Barn Leib says that's the difference. It's not the message. Of course, you can't be passionate about stupidity. You have to be passionate about something MS, But the icker is not the Vart. The is the passion, the Dvarma and 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 when something came out of the heart of Unculus, that's what that's what carried the day. Just before the This was yes. Unclez um, um, was a Talmuder and and who were friends of Rebbe Kiva. Right before the uh, the Churban. Unclez Talmuder Rishon and a So Unclez saw the Churban. Unclez didn't see the Churban. Probably it was in the Roman times. Makes sense. Um, okay, one last Gemara, and then we're finished with the <coughs> Roman Agatitas. Maybe. Um, says the Gemara, but Yim Rashem Hashem told Rifka. goyim bevitnech, you have two nations <laughs> in your stomach. Oh tikri goyim. Do not read that word nations, eleg. Uh, great people, like Kolgei say great people. Ze Antoninus Varebi. This is the fulfillment of the of the Navua of the of the like the pinnacle of the world. That when Yaakov is at his full fruition, and Esav is at his full fruition, and everything is at the spitz of its capability, of its potential, its mamish, the world being actualized at the highest level. What is that? It did not stop from on their table. Not lettuce, not cucumbers, not radishes. Irregardless of season, winter, summer, you had lettuce, cucumber and radish. The amar mar. What is so great about these foods? Tsunoin radish Machatech chops up the food, helps it digest. Chazarek same thing. Lettuce machapech flips around the food, keeps it moving in the system. And kishas marchiv maayim kishas broaden the stomach. of the will ever come across. The gamar is like is building it up, building it up, you know, pumping it. This is mamish the fruition of the world. This is Yankov Avinu, the Tiferis, the Bechir Shem This is Yankov Avinu, his two children, Yitzchak, Yankov and Esav. They brought the world to fruition. This is mamish how the world was meant to be. Yaakov and Esav working the way it should be. The world, all the stars are aligned. everything's calibrated. And, and I'm about to hear something like, incredibly deep. And I hear, Bar HaShem. There is was lettuce and radish and cucumber in summer and in winter. Ah, amazing. What's so tzotzachda? What's Yes, it's amazing. They, they add the seasons. It. I'm not saying this is going to make you a million percent happy. But many years ago, and I cannot remember from who or where, I saw a beautiful shot. The Gemara is getting really, really detailed about what digestive processes tsunayin has, what, you know, that it helps digest the food by chopping it, what digestive processes lettuce has that it flips the food, also a digestive aid. And cucumbers broaden the stomach, as if you have forspice, an appetizer, they build up your appetite why why is that necessary? And what does it mean Le pasco didn't stop? So I saw someone said back back in the day, I can't remember where, that if you look here, the meal, the order of the meal is messed up. If you would be serving a meal properly, you know and by the way, the way we have meals, like you know these things it evolved over, Hundreds of years, you know, we have a soup, and then we have a salad, we have a salad, we have a soup, then we have a main, we have a dessert, so you leave a good table, we have intermezzo. The way our meals develop, there is Chachma in this. So if you would apply the Chachma of the Gemara, you would have radish, I mean cucumbers first, because they broaden the stomach. It's an appetizer. It opens up your stomach to be able to eat. And then afterwards, you would have have, um, the lettuce and the radish to help digest the food you ate. So the foods are out of order. And it sounds like they're at the same time. And what is it what's going on that they don't stop? What's going on here is is that both Rebbi and Antoninus had, an open house for anyone to come and there was no beginning and no end of the meal the meals went on and were endless there was always first courses being served there were always main courses being served there were always desserts being served the meal never had a beginning time and never had an end time you know why because if you're going to accommodate guests if you're going to be a and you do it on their terms and what the gemara is saying is that rebbe and antoninus with all of their wealth you know what they did they cared for the small guy they cared for people and yes that is the greatest, greatest heights that the world can be brought to. That us and ASAP care for all the poor people that the meal was not a formal meal that starts at 6.30 promptly and benching will be by 8.45, followed by Marv. No, it's not a formal banquet. It's an open house for anyone to come on their terms, on their schedule. The first course is being served while the main course is being served. This guy over here is eating in the middle of the chicken soup. That guy's in the middle of dessert, and that guy's just walking in to wash. The meal is open, and that's the description over here that this was a open house, there was no formality, even though you were dealing with incredible wealth and incredible royalty, the meal was on the guests' terms and all they thought about was accommodating guests, and yes, that is the highest level that the world could be brought to. Finally, the Gemara ends off. Are you, are you praising cucumbers? Frank de Gemara Really? V'atani bishma, Why are they called kishuin anyway? in the adam, they are as tough on the person's body, like swords. So so it sounds like it'll be a terrible thing, and you're praising Rebbe and Antoninus in their Spitz wealth and their Spitz ches and their Spitz toing for others that they gave out things that destroy your stomach, says the Gemara like Kasha, Habaravravi, Habizutri. It depends. Big. This is the way Rashi learns, even though other people learn the other way. Um, big, fat ones—they're—they're they're hard on your stomach. The nice, little, cute ones that are cut very finely, if they're nice and small, those are good for your stomach, and that is the one the Gemara is referring to over here. And we will stop here for tonight. There's no Chaburah tomorrow night because it's Purim. There's no Chaburah Tuesday night because it's Purim. There's no Chaburah Wednesday night because it's Shushan Purim and other things. We'll figure out Thursday night with the Bar so Let's see what we could do.